So I'm Jazz. This is Ken. For those of y'all that don't know, we are married. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to plot, pray. You have to plot and pray. You just can't pray. Remember, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. We love Ken, but <laughs> we need to go back to work. We, we as friends. <laughs> you need to find something to do. Yo, yo, what's happening, people? We are back with another episode. What's happening? Welcome back. I know we were. We have not been doing good sticking to our two weeks because it's been three weeks now. It's been every three weeks now we release an episode. Hey man, we do what we can. And also, I wanted to relax last weekend. It's very, yeah. I wanted to relax last weekend. Last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. And it's Memorial Day weekend. Today's Memorial Day. We're recording on a holiday. Hey. It's been a very good day though. I would say it, it's nice outside. Yes, it's super nice outside. The weather has been like not too hot, not too cold. We walked for like almost three miles today. No, nah, it was nice. It was a smooth. It was a good seventy something. It is, and then it was Ken, a nice sunny seventy something degree. And then Ken has been in the yard all weekend. He's been out there in the field. He's been my field hand all weekend. I take offense to that. You shouldn't. That's what you were meant to do. Wow, take double offense to that. And go with your hands. So you're supposed to be outside. So that's what you do. I'm proud of you though. The backyard and front yard look all nice. He's trying to make it all landscapey. So we can, you know, potentially get an award for yard of the month. I'm not trying to get an award for no yard of the month. I'm just trying to reroute some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so apparently like, I learned about like drainage issues. Like, because you know it's been raining a lot here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't, can't keep telling me about it, but I really didn't, didn't care. So he was like, look at the foundation. Then I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, this foundation costs money to repair. So that's when I started caring. He was he's been talking about this for like weeks. Now I know how he feels when I talked to, when I talked about the roof, which we had to get a minor repair done again. But it, it didn't cost anything. So Yeah, we had a little, little It was like a little hole. We had a little loose shingle. Yeah, so he they repaired it, which yay. But no, I mean, but we really just been chilling, getting ready for our trip. Can't wait to see my second husband, Lewis, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yes. I've been telling Ken, I've been wanting to move to Europe. It's not be my opportunity. I really wonder what it's like to be from a celebrity and have how many random people just claim them folks. You claim them as like a as like their link? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just walk up and they like they know everything about you, but to them you, you are know, a stranger. stranger. Like a creepy stranger. Like I would never because I've seen celebrities in person, like it like random restaurants in Atlanta mm-hmm. or never like I've seen I've seen people in the airport but I've never like gone to approach them because I'd be like ooh I don't want to be awkward so let me just look at you from afar and take a picture of you from afar that's like a creepier <laughs> that's even I, am I that's creepier no 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 I think it's awesome I like it I like doing that from afar All right. I do but no I definitely am excited for our trip I've been Literally, I've been talking to Ken about luggage because Air Canada ain't finna get Not my ass again. Because <laughs> last year we flew to Canada. I'm thinking, okay, we're good. We got carry-ons. But the thing is, well, I fly Delta a lot. So with Delta, you can pretty much get on that damn plane with any type of luggage. It don't matter. Like, boom. Shit, not Canada. Air Canada said, no, you need to put your bag in a sizer. You need to measure this. And I was like, what? So I was like, you ain't finna get me again. Because I I have a fear of checking my luggage, even though, yes, I have air tags in our luggage, just in case. And it's all because we saw that one bag. So, we were, oh, tell, the, tell the story, Ken. All right. So, we were, where were 
going? We were going to Canada? No, we were going to Orlando's wedding. Okay. We were so going we're, to LA. We we're going to LA. Flying out of, what is it, Hartsfield, Jackson, yeah. Atlanta? So we flew from Birmingham to Atlanta. Birmingham to Atlanta, Atlanta to LA. Yeah. And, uh, and we had carry on luggage. Yeah. Because it's Delta. You can really, like I said, carry on anything. And so we're chilling at a restaurant. You know, we got a nice little layover. So it was like, yo, we'll grab us something to eat, something mm-hmm. to drink. We'll kill some time. So we're sitting by the window in this restaurant. And we're just happening to, you know, we're just looking at, you know, all the baggage cars and taxis and whatnot come flying by. We see this bag just come flying off of this baggie, the, the, like this baggage tucker. And we're like, so this is how luggage ends up lost because then nobody stopped to pick this thing up like Mm-mm. people went around it they just kept it pushing and it's just this random suitcase sitting in the middle of this of this like airstrip and it's like hmm what what happens was that one what just got lost and then they come by and another another cart comes by and picks it up so I was wondering if, it, yeah, we remember we saw another car drive by and they picked up the bag. Oh, well, I, and I, I was just like, I really hope it made it to their flight. Like, I must went to the restroom on that one. Yeah, I was just like, oh, somebody came by and picked it up. And so I was like, but Ken was like, you sure that you sure that wasn't planned for something? <laughs> it wasn't like a like a, a drop off. I was joking, <laughs> but she hits Atlanta Airport. You never know. I don't remember them coming to pick that thing up. Yeah, oh. yeah, they came and picked it up. So I was like, I hope it made it to their flight. But either way, just watching that thing fall off, it, it was like. There's no way for him to hear it. It just, just a bag that just fell off. It fell off. It really did. And so, because like the thing is though, I that that's why I'm like I have to have check luggage. I will literally pack for a week for check luggage. I mean for for carry on luggage. And so like, I've learned. So I got us packing cubes. I got us compression packing cubes. I was like, nah, I'm fitting a whole week worth of stuff. Three pairs of shoes included in this carry on suitcase. Man, there's so much stuff in this damn bag. But. I made it fit though. Did I not? And you got you got you got big clothes. I have normal size clothes. Yeah, big clothes. Uh, it's it's you you you're damn near vacuum sealing this shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's gonna fit. We gonna get in there, okay? Because I will be. You're basically vacuum sealing this mm-hmm. shit with sous vide and clothes. And I'm laughing because so when we fly back out of Canada, they're gonna have to like scale the bag again. Mm-hmm. But like the ones at Hartsfield Jackson Airport, because it's like a regular metal bin, like with bar, a regular bar bin, you just throw your bag in. They have a digital scale at the airports in Canada mm-hmm. to weigh and also measure yeah, that Canada shit said, to make sure. Said, we don't play about none of that shit. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to make sure my clothes get there with me, and nothing worse than being on vacation and not having your shit. Canada said, "Don't give a fuck. It better fit within this within this box freely. Don't mash it in there." I'm just happy we're not leaving. So I'm because last year we flew out at six a.m. So we were at the airport before security even opened, coming back, coming back to the states. That shit was trash. We're not doing that this year. Our flight coming back is like at one o'clock in the afternoon. I probably should have done an earlier flight because I prefer taking the first flight out just in case some shit pops off. Like no. like like, but if like we get stuck in Canada extra day, that's fine. I hope we don't, but I rather just hop on a flight and just go home. Worst case. Worst case. But our anniversary trip though, ooh, Ken just you just don't know. Both flights are at six a.m. Getting there and coming back. It'll be alright. I mean, it's Southwest, so you don't you only you only got one time for a direct flight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, two times. First in the first thing in the morning and the end of the day at night. I was shocked when I found out Southwest did not have a, like, they didn't have, like, a hub. 
Yeah, oh, somebody during during that terrible like they yeah, don't have an actual man. hub, like how Delta has Atlanta. Right, like I thought their shit was in Texas somewhere, and so for them to say they don't have one, it's like, well, what kind of difference? You know, what difference does that make? Yeah, but they're, apparently a lot because they're technically like a, like a budget airline. So I wouldn't even think Spirit and Frontier have a central hub. Like, I wouldn't know because I don't. I never. I never flown. Like I've, I've flown. It's been a while since so I've flown at Southwest. But them just kind of, well, you just kind of walk in and you mm-hmm. don't, there's no assigned seat. Yeah. That never really bothered me because I was always kind of somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but. Because we flew, you and I flew Southwest, we went to Chicago for the taste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. But it's just, uh, a, apparently a lot of people do not like that whole unassigned seating thing. I don't. I don't like it. I like to be assigned. I like to know where I'm sitting before I like get on the plane. Like I pay extra on airlines for my assigned seating. Like with Delta, you don't pay extra unless you're doing like basic economy. Yeah. But like if you're in main economy and on up, uh-huh. you don't, you're obviously your flight, your your seat assignment is a, is already part of your payment of your ticket. Like with American, you're not in like regular economy. Yeah, so only Southwest only one. Southwest only ones I know that. And do I think Majet Blue too. You got to pay for your seat. I'm talking where it's just un, an unassigned seat. Yeah, and I'm just I don't like that. That's not, they're the only airline I know that that I hate operates that. that way. I hate it. So much. Mm. Hopefully, we're flying out. Sorry, I'm, I'm drinking a drink. Hopefully, when we fly out 6 a.m., it won't be as crowded. I mean, it's the day because it, it, now it seems like everybody knows to get there early. Yeah. So everybody chooses the early morning. Like the super the, early there's no, morning. I don't flight. know if there's really like a big difference between your flight times how it used to be. Yeah. I just prefer, I don't know, I just, I'm a, I prefer flying first thing in the morning because I want to get to my destination ASAP. And yep. then I, I want to fly out first thing in the morning and get back home if I'm able to. Like, you I want to be able to get a, home. You want to spend as much time there yeah. as possible. I want to capitalize on the time because I ain't got that much time. And then on the way back, you want to spend as much time relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what I did it for when we come back from Nashville. Because it's a 6 a.m. flight there and back. She means that we have enough time, like, when we land... We can drive back to Huntsville that same day. Mm. Though you can capitalize on your time at home. Because mm. I, I still got to drive back to Birmingham. See, all this travel stuff. That next know, day. It's new to me. Yeah, I know. I know, babe. I'm getting you. I'm making you a nomad. A traveling nomad. That's my goal for us to have van life. Been, you, I've been watching you. so many van life videos and how to like how like what size of van we would need. Because I want, I want a shower and a toilet in there. What do you mean, and, and? There's vans without them? There are vans without showers and toilets, yes. Which I think is pointless. But how do you live? You're just living in a car. <laughs> I think that's, like, I mean, I, I that's, really essentially, that's essentially, that's basically what you're doing. But it's like, having a portable shower and a portable toilet changes it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these things. It's convenient, makes it a home. Yeah. But these vans, normally, if they've got a shower and a toilet, they've got a, a place for you to cook. Yeah, 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 so you don't. Even places that don't have a shower and toilet, they still got a place for you to cook in a sink, so you can like brush teeth, wash your face while you're there. I don't know if we could be in a van for. Uh... I think we could do a van if we're doing like a road trip. Like if we're doing, a, if we're doing like a two week road trip. Like if I know there's like a beginning and an end. Right, but just we in, could do indefinitely. It. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. But I think we can totally do van life. I think we could do it for like a month. If we do a if we go see the world for not the world see the United States for like a month. No, I think that I think that would be doable. We can totally do that, and, yeah. we, and we can still work. I mean, I don't know, but we that. can still work. 
I'm just saying it's very doable. If we plan it out, mm. start off at the tip <laughs> of Florida, Hell very no. tip of Florida, and then work our way throughout the United States. I'm also trying to imagine explaining this shit. So listen, I'm in, I'm finna be in a van for the next thirty days. Listen, my wife wants to do this. I want to make her happy. So please. That sounds that sounds like a terrible reason to do that. No, 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 no. I feel like I feel like, I feel like the men at work would be like, "We get it, better you than me." Just don't tell your wife. Just don't tell our wives as you're doing this because we don't want to hear this idea from her. Honestly, a couple of them might be, "Hey, tell me where you went, so I want to do it." I'm just saying, kid. Honestly, the Jordan probably would say that. They might do it. They probably will be like, "Hey, keep up," and then you're going to be in the Zoom meeting. Where are you at today, Kenneth? Where are you at today? Where are you guys headed? Where's Waldo? <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I, I mean, if y'all, but any of y'all do van life, I think you should. I've been watching YouTube videos about it and Instagram videos. So yeah, I've been doing nothing but van life, like van life and bus life. People that transform buses into like their homes. I'd rather have a bus than a. But van. it's harder to drive a bus. You gotta get a special license. That is very true. Get and a, you can't a, park a, a bus. Get a short bus. You still gotta get a special. Li- well, you don't get a special not, license. No, for you that. don't. No, not, not for no short, short bus. bus. You can still park it like a regular van. Or get a little bus. Something smaller than a moving moving van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot more space. It's very doable. We could do it. I'm just saying. Anyways. But anywho. But no, that's really what's been going on with us. It's like it's been housework, getting things together. Ken got a new place. He's trying, oh, to, he's trying oh, yeah. to save money. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able to save money because y'all student loan debt's been hit now. Bullshit, but I've been I've been I, paying I, I've been paying the, on mine. It was I I had zero faith. I'll say that. Has y'all voted? How y'all need I had, to vote? I had zero faith. Them six Republicans would mess y'all up in the house. Not even on y'all shit. Just I don't know. I, I'm slowly starting to realize. I ain't gonna say slowly. Whatever's good for the masses is definitely not what's not going to be done. Mm-mm. And something I realized about, about about the United States, and I really really hit to me hit closer to me this week, is that we are not like a free society. We are a capitalistic society. Like everything's ran by the almighty dollar. You just realized that. Like I'm just not like really like I realize it, but I'm really realizing it. Oh, it's starting to like. It's starting to really start to be real. Yeah, like like okay. it's, starting, it's starting to be reinforced to me, and like I'm, as I'm becoming an adult and learning how society, like more and more how adult society works and finances and stuff. Oh, we're telling about market rigging. Because what is that? Market rigging? Yeah, what's that? When your market is rigged? What 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 market? Continue. Continue. Oh, see now I'm see now I've been going YouTube. Look all the shit up. But no, I just realized it because I'm just like, wow, after traveling and being in other countries, like we were on our honeymoon in Athens five years ago. And this couple was also on their honeymoon. She's like, Oh yeah, we're on holiday for six weeks. Ma'am, and they're from six, Australia. Six and she worked at a car dealership. That shit blew my mind. And I'm like, what the six fuck? weeks? I was like, we work so hard here in America for like one week off. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, ten days off a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily my job provides me more than that because I get I I incur time off with every paycheck and I I can roll it over every year. But depending on who you ask, they'll tell you, oh that, that was in the contract. Yeah, yeah, and it was, I'm. It was in the contract. And I just feel like I don't know. I feel like we should have more control over that. And I feel like this next generation, like the Gen Zers, they're like, I ain't gonna do that shit. I'm into. It's gonna be very interesting to see. Like, like, like as I as more of them get into the workforce, they're like, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm very interested to see what's gonna happen with like next generations because seeing how ours came about, the ones after, and mm-hmm. then 
Just think about the ones after them, and then the mm-hmm. ones after them. That shit. Is oh, no, going after them, AI got that. That shit. They ain't gonna, gonna have no jobs. That AI, shit is going to be. AI got them. I feel bad for our for our um, grandkids. AI gonna be taking over that shit. That's just gonna be interesting. But no, but I realized I was like, we work so damn hard for, like I said, ten days out of the year to be off. Plus so, those so random. Like I think it's bullshit. I feel like because anything, I think we're programmed that way. Mm-hmm. We were programmed like I will never forget my mom telling me, "Well, be happy you have this job. Be happy you have that." No, they should be happy I come to work. <laughs> they should be happy that I'm here. And I think I literally started that mentality this year. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm doing you a favor by giving you my time, and in return, I can get I can go on vacation. It's a pers- it's a perspective change. Uh, how can I say it? Is it's definitely in the wording. It's definitely yeah. in the wording, but it's very interesting how they look at it versus how we looked at it. For them, we for them it was a necessity. For us, it's more of like a. I mean, I'll do it if I have to. Yeah. I mean, there's other stuff I can do. For example, we know somebody that was asked, "What would you do if you got put in a situation?" Uh, and they were like, "I wouldn't put myself in that situation, so I wouldn't do it." Yeah. <laughs> and that, that shit was crazy. I was like, "Wait." I was like, but wait, you, know what you I said could, that yeah. during an interview? Because <laughs> when they ask you, "What do you do during conflict resolution or whatever?" The, the you know the standard answer that we were taught was, you know, well, I would do this process. If this doesn't work, then I go get management. Duh, uh-huh. duh. No, Gen Z said I wouldn't put myself in that situation. I've never, I'm not going to put, put myself. So why would I have? So why would I have to? Right. So why would I have to deal with this hypothetical situation I've never been in that I wouldn't that I'm not ever going to be in? <laughs> I and, like, and I was like, damn, she right. I was like, they gave. The, I was like, shit. They she right. they gave the realest answer. I think, and that's like I said, Gen Z gonna be. Gen Z, they're gonna be all right. They're they gonna, gonna be all right. They're gonna be the one that changed the system. They're they gonna be the ones that change because think about y'all. Like we're gonna be their supervisors. I feel like they're not gonna be with the bullshit. They're not, and, and they're gonna be, tell you. They, I feel like they're gonna fuck up and tell you the truth. And they like, are, and all you can think so. Yeah. We're gonna be their supervisors, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? I wish I had this passion when I was your age. No, that's what I it's wish like, I. Had. I feel like it'll be like you remind me of a young. Like they're age. slowly like breaking like the traditional mold of. It ain't slowly. It's quickly. Yes, and I think it's. Older, there are generations of people that don't know how to accept change that quickly, and they're all about like work life balance. They're like, No, I'm no, but that's that's real shit. And I, you know, because like we were programmed to not really have that kind of sense. Uh I mean, you know, okay, so I'm putting it back. I came about later, I was programmed to you, you, you work hard, you play hard. So, like, my mom, we would go on vacations, but like three times out the year, we just didn't randomly be like, You know what, I'm gonna take off and go here, I'm gonna do this. But yeah, I got my friends who out here doing that shit. And I'm just like, I'm going to do that too. Shit. You know, guess what I be doing? We're taking random days off. Click. Out of office zone. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And look, I said PTO. Once I put it in, it's not a request. I'm going. I put it in. I'm going. You can approve it. I'm, I'm going. No, it's, it's a notification. I'm letting it's you not, know that I'm not going to be here and I have the time off to do it. So I'm going to bank. I have over 30 plus days banked of vacation time. You refuse to take. I am taking it, but I need a partner that has the same amount of time. I can take. Hey, no, I don't need a partner. I can just go by myself on vacation. I can go on a girls' trip, friends' trip. I'm good. And now that I'm budgeting my money better, oh, I got it, baby. You got the money to go. No, I don't. I got the point. I need. I barely got the points now, but I'm 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 getting into the points game, so I'm getting there. So we can. I can go on trips. 
I'm be like I'm like my homegirls who went to go see Beyonce in Paris. I'm be like them. I'm seeing her in Atlanta. There was some people in Paris. They were, they were, and I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be I'm, I'm see her in Atlanta. Don't worry. I'm laughing though because we had to get the roof repaired when Beyonce decided to announce her tour, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're gonna see her in this country, in this country." I was like, damn, I could do both, but I want to be responsible because I don't know like really how much all it's going to cost over time. Let me just pay for the roof. My mama was like, if you wanted to go, I would have paid for you. She was like, I was like, months later. Like, you just <laughs> told me this two days ago. Why didn't you tell me you wanted to go see Beyonce in Paris? It's like, well, Well, shit. because I feel like you would have scolded me for, you know, wanting to put my money towards this versus the roof. She was like, but you, but you pay for the roof. If you, I want you to enjoy your life woman <laughs> and this is what i get from not opening my mouth this That's is what funny. i get this is what i get if she had i i feel like had i explained the situation to her she'd have been like okay she was That's like funny. i want you to enjoy your life while i'm still here and i was like oh but i was like where was she this said, oh where was this a month months ago when the tickets went on sale so of course she i text said, my friends oh. get this bullshit while she's in paris living up her best life she said oh, oh don't worry I've been to Paris already, but seeing Beyonce in Paris would have been dope. It's cool. I guess you're in Atlanta again for a third time in Atlanta. Yay. <laughs> you okay there, Kenneth? Sparkling water hit. Okay. But no, honestly, though, like, we have just been adulting. And I just feel like adulting sucks. Adulting I hate having, doesn't suck. It's fun. Uh, it has its, it has its advantages, but it also has its disadvantages. Like, responsibilities are annoying. Like, it's like, Certain, like I know I might sound like an asshole, like a brat right now, but certain responsibilities I'm tired of doing. I was just gonna say a lot of people I feel like struggle with the lack of structure. Mm. I got structure. I hate people around me that don't have structure or don't have like a timely order of fashion. I'm just like, hey, I planned my life out two weeks in advance. I need to do the same thing. Uh, some people don't remember where they put their car keys. That's like I don't remember putting my car keys either, but I know my schedule. Some people don't. They don't, they don't, you know, plot their stuff out the same way. They should. Everybody should plan their lifestyle two weeks in advance. You're asking for a lot. I thought you. <laughs> you are asking for a lot from people. My favorite Sorry. Siri, Siri just popped up for like no reason and I want her to go away. I was definitely like, who was that? That was Siri. Yeah, I definitely do not like being a responsible adult. Responsibilities suck. That's all I'm going to say. I just because. And another stuff, people tend to rely on the the responsible one, which then makes a people, little bit. Which it sucks, though, because then it puts a lot of stress on the responsible person. Yep. And not just like, like even in family, people always rely on the responsible person because they expect that person to have their shit together and to always be on top of things. So then they lay their burdens on you, which then stress you out even more, which then makes it harder for you. Yep. I hope everybody <laughs> followed that. No, that was a lot. That No, it made perfect sense because I was just like, yep. You, because you definitely was you definitely made the point I was gonna make. No, because it's 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 the worst. Because in and doesn't and honestly, it doesn't matter how old you are or where you are on like on like the line of secession, I should say. Lin- or, secession. I don't know, line of like the, the lineage. <laughs> yeah, line of lineage. <laughs> like if you show responsible characteristics, they're gonna pick up on that and they're gonna use the fuck out of that. Okay? Like there are some days I don't want to be the responsible one. I don't want to be when I get that, that gets called on all the time. Nope. And I get annoyed. But I do it and I answer the phone and I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. 
it can be stressful sometimes because then you have to like put your own shit aside that you want to do which is then makes it even more fucked up yes yeah and again doesn't matter how old you are like because kids are oldest i'm the youngest like within our families so i'm sorry i had to get my sip in because that was a (laughs) drink worthy moment no you're good but yeah, no, and then like I have other family members who are the responsible one on their side of the family, and they get put on all this extra added stress onto their lives. It's interesting to see. It's like once you notice it, you notice it, but then to kind of see it play out in other folks, like it's it's you you feel you feel for them because you yeah you, do. you feel this because because then you're like. Well, what the fuck? Why is this other person helping? Why isn't why aren't why, why aren't they putting Two foot, two foot um, forward. Like, what's going on here? Because at some point in time, that irresponsible person needs to stop expecting you to do everything. But then they get mad at you when you're like, no, or I can't do this. Because they expect you to do it all the time. But a lot of times, I can say, you're helping out with responsibilities that aren't necessarily yours. And so when you kind of you know, decide if you make the decision to say no, mm-hmm. some people they don't necessarily like that because you help make their burdens easier. Yes. And now that becomes something extra that they have to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I feel like I've, I gotta watch how I say these words carefully. I feel like. Get your thoughts together. Oh, I'm sorry. Take your time. I don't know. I think because of how I'm not going to say how I was raised because that also how you were raised and then also how your personality are like two different. I would just say they coexist. Your upbringing, your upbringing. Okay. You learn from your upbringing and make it into your own. Yeah. Yeah. So and that forms your own personality. That forms your characteristics that forms the way you think, how you feel, things of that nature. Even though you're brought up by the same people, you're still individuals. As you get older. Yeah, you're two very di- you're very different, different people. Different people. And it just bothers me that the irresponsible person can't see how their decisions affect other people. You said the irresponsible or mm-hmm. the irresponsible? The irresponsible one. Uh, they, Doesn't, ir- they don't realize that their decisions are affecting everybody within their circle around them you say it's a like but self-centered it's a, it's a self-centered it's a like like there's or... no thank you there's no like it's again it's expected they expect you to do it because at the end of the day they're like oh i don't have to be responsible for because if i fall off my horse they're gonna get me back up they're gonna do this i don't have to pull myself up by my bootstraps Oh, the statement bothers me it does but it makes sense I, the last sentence bothers me <laughs> but your statement makes sense because I know... It's like, I don't have to try because I know somebody else is going to catch me. Yes. Yeah. Or somebody else will pull me up. So, like, I know if I ever... If I'm if Ken and I ever hit rock bottom, which I'm not going to... I don't think I ever will. Why would this be the scenario you would give? Because I'm, I'm making it personal. If you were ever hit rock bottom... You can make another one? I, if I were to ever hit rock bottom, shit. Not that I one. know like, that... Couldn't be like if we just ever ran out of gas. Let me not. If we ever caught a, <laughs> if we ever caught a flat tire, I, mean, uh, I got, I got. Like, I don't even want to say that one. But if we ever hit rock bottom, if I ever dropped a plate full of food, <laughs> no, that's not that's not, that's not serious enough. I know that. What I can, I know that I can go home 
or go to my mom and dad while they're still on this earth for help. I know that at the end of the day, they got me. So in other words, if you dropped your plate, you can know you can go back to your parents because they could put some up and make you another one. Y- yes, Ken, to make you feel better. Yes, knock on wood. But yes, I hope I don't drop plates. I don't drop plate of food. A plate of a plate of food. How much food costs? That's a waste. That's the one you. That's where you <laughs> dig your. That's where you dig your heels. Yes, at. but I will say so. Back to the roof thing. I'll never forget. I called my mom and I was like, "Mom, I don't know how much this roof gonna cost. You got me." She was like, "No, you are grown. Figure it out." <laughs> but yet, but yet, the woman said she would pay for me to go see Beyonce. But yet, she said she would pay for me to go to Beyonce. I Called my mom and was like, oh, shit. I'm gonna call my mom. I'm just gonna see something oh, real quick God, before I before I put my plan A into action. Let me put let me see your plan B gonna work first. Oh shit! Call my mama. I was like, Mama, this da da da. I only got this much from insurance and da da da. She said, You better figure it out. <laughs> she was like, She's like, You grown? And I was like, But you always help so and so and da da. She said, Better better swim. She, yeah, she was like, She was like, The boat stop here, baby. I ain't got it for you. Yet she was going to go see Beyonce. Man, but yet she was going to go see me and go see Beyonce. I hey, think it's I think it's because it's a difference. It's a difference in responsibilities. Responsibilities. Yes, I think One that's of what them it was. Is for leisure. Yes, that is probably that is on the more affordable side. The other is a responsibility that is more on a not so affordable side. Not as affordable. Let me rephrase that. And I was like, "Give me, come on!" I was mama. She was like, "No, you got it. You grown." Mm-hmm. Pay for it yourself. That's the difference with saying like, "Hey, uh, you'll help me." Hey, uh, will you help me get these Beyonce tickets? Yeah, I'll help you go. Versus, hey, you'll help me get this car. Wait, what? Honestly, the roof was when she even got in Beyonce tickets. Actually, I, <laughs> no, wait, hold on, no, because the roof was like thirty six hundred dollars. So nah, it would <laughs> Beyonce was gonna be cheaper. Yeah. Flights and all was gonna be cheaper. I didn't know how to get. I didn't know how to get me that. I was gonna buy my ticket. She knew what it was. Yeah, she. But, <laughs> I'm say house stuff is. Uh, but no, but she definitely told me you need to get your shit together, and I got mine. And I put Plan A into into action, and it all worked out. I became an adult. At that very, it was that very phone call. I think it wasn't when, but actually, no, I became an adult. And I started paying my own cell phone bill. That's when I became an adult. But my that daddy is when adulthood <laughs> <felt> <laughs> official. It, it wasn't said. a car. No. It wasn't insurance. It was a cell phone. Thing is, though, I think I had bought my car before my daddy had told me I got to start paying my own. Cause like everything was cool. And then my daddy was like, "You got to pay on the cell phone bill now." I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" I, I say, like, "Daddy, I pay a car note, my insurance." Yep. He's like, "You can go ahead and add this on that too." Add this on there. He was like, "He was like, you married? You married now? You need to, you need to be." This off. was this recent. <laughs> this was like. 20, this was the year we got married. I, wow. I started paying my own cell phone plan in 2018. My well, daddy, that's probably when you got off the family one. I got a family. No, 20, it was 2017. I started paying it in 27, paying it in 2017, and then you and I got our own after we got married. Mm-hmm. So I was like, don't make no sense with both you know our parents' family plans. Yeah, I was like, we can migrate off. This. We can migrate, and we're both on the same network now, so might as well just do it. But nothing says nothing says you're an adult when you got to pay for your own goddamn cell phone bill. Not when you buy a car. Not, when not, you, not insurance. The cell phone. Cell phone. Because that's like the one bill you just know your parents are always going to handle for you. It was, it was just different. It was just different. But, but outside of that, timing wise. But yeah, when you get that cell phone bill, though, it's a wrap. 
Yeah, adulting just isn't my this isn't my thing anymore. I want to retire. <laughs> Shit. I I don't even know if that's gonna be a thing at some point. Based I know, on, but based off the crazy. way we moving, I don't know. If, and the funny thing is, I had teachers in high school tell me like, "Your generation, no, this was like my two thousand five, two thousand six. He's like, yo, your generation, y'all not gonna have social security when we get to be my age.' But she would say, don't, but don't take it away from me, because I'm finna get it real uh-uh. soon. I want my social security. Okay, I I pay into. I want my shit. Sure. But which got me thinking, you know, in France, they have they're revolting. Hell yeah. They're having their revolution, like they do a lot. Um, because they the raise they fuck shit up. The French, which is fucking, very interesting to see. The French fucking beheaded Marie Antoinette in King Louis. But and didn't they, they just yeah, kind of like reestablish the shit that they was revolting against? Never mind. Me, but no, but they, but no, but they are in no protest because they raised the retirement age from sixty-two to sixty-five. Sixty-two to sixty-five. Sixty-four. Shit, you're it's in America. Years. You can't do shit till you're sixty-five. Shit, seventy-five in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to retire at fifty. Shit. Nah, but if them folks were voting and just work a part-time job, if and them folks life, were voting because of a two-year increase, that means that money ain't there. That part. So, which got me worried about what our social security when we get older. Well, I mean, you notice like the way things have mm. fl- like turned. Excuse me. In terms of like retirements, like them pensions and shit, not too many people, uh, not too many companies offer them. Mine does, but I got a birthday for ten years, and let me tell you something, y'all. I'm two and a half years. I got two and a half years left. Your girl got two and a half years left, and she guaranteed a pension when she turned sixty four. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna work for my money, okay? Okay, you you are one of a very few places. That's that still why I'm. Them. That's why I'm still at my job. That's why I'm still where I'm at, so I can be vested into my retirement. A lot of stuff moved to a four hundred one k. Yeah, which okay, so I have. I got I got to be there for ten years. I have that. I have a four hundred one b three four. That's on the wrong person. I think I have a. I don't have a Roth yet. I should. Th- that. I don't know if that would have been from your. I don't think that would have no, been from uh, your employer. That no, would have no, been no. something you would over. I have so, so my employer matches whatever I put up to five percent mm-hmm. into my other thing that I have because I have mutual funds there. Actually, that's kind of standard now. Yeah, they, yeah, they match, they match like six, five, anywhere yeah, between. my part time job match up to twelve percent. God damn! But it's also a nonprofit. Good point. But um, but I don't work there anymore. But I automatically got put into. But. I mean, it's something that I'll probably make it what like two months. <laughs> <My Shit, 60s. laughs> Actually, no. In this economy, the way things are going right now, I don't know, man. But yeah, but my you know, my full time employer matches up to five percent, but I only put in three percent in there, so he matched up because I was just at the time I wasn't like making. I was first first full time job, so I didn't want to put too much in there because I still need to live. I- I still need to live. That's nothing too. You still, still got to live, live, but you also got to save. No, that's, that's the true. problem. That's true. And the problem is the shit that you interact with on a daily basis keeps increasing in price. Mm-hmm. So it's like every day gets more expensive. So it's like you need to plan for tomorrow and, you know, to get the, the years that are yet to come. It's like how I haven't made it through today. Yeah. No, like I, I so I was told to not log into my investment thingy or whatever <laughs> since covid i logged mm. into it after covid yeah bruh no nah, you've been good up until one point do y'all know i looked in that shit and i said oh my god 
mom i lost so much money she was like you didn't lose it you didn't it's just not there <laughs> I was like, what she goes no no the market fluctuates baby market right now everybody's down everybody yeah, funny, funny. Yeah, i didn't lose it <laughs> it's, it's just, just not, not there. there she was like she was like everybody loses it she's like everybody you're the only person everybody lost hell yeah everybody everybody lost something but it's gonna come back it's gonna bounce back she goes this is what happens you win and you lose you win and you lose well i want to win it's an ebb and flow i want to be a, i want to have a winning streak she goes you'll never have that again mm. she was not in this economy I mean, we've been in quantitative tightening since like 2008. So this shit is like, this shit new to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting just to kind of see like what exactly is going to happen next. It, and, I, and I say quantitative tightening just because of the, you know, great financial crisis that yeah, happened in 2008. 2008 yeah. Which is reason why it's hard for people to get homes now because they don't want people to for, you know, that's why when you get a home and then you have to go through the whole like credit run and go through the whole like processing, it is hard. Like the underwriting process and stuff, yeah. why it takes so long because they want to make sure you can pay for these houses. Right. Cause these institutions, they don't want to own them. They don't want to own a property. They, Which, want, they want their money. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that people are still going to big banks why is that crazy? for these home loans. Just hearing all the horror stories with like, well, Fargo's been doing people's home loans, how they were like charging them more and doing all this like random shit. And then the same thing with like other big banks. I'm just like, y'all, credit unions to me is the way to go. But a lot of them credit unions, they'll they sell your shit to a third party like immediately. It's like they underwrite it and then it immediately goes to somebody else. Right now, my because my car loan, which knock on wood, y'all, this shit should be paid off this month. As in June, not not May, but June. Yeah. I'm slowly trying to pay it off because once you, know, you pay your car off, that's when people say that's when they, that's when the, the dealership hit a button. You need a new alternator. You need new this. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, most shit no. really like <laughs> no. most stuff on a car. That shit gonna break somewhere within the first seven, five to seven, depending on how you drive it. And I barely drive my car. Like my car probably got driven a lot Saturday when me and Ken are out in these streets trying to find him some rain boots. Damn rain boots. That's probably my car. It's probably the most my car has been driven like in like three days. My car was say parked in the garage for like honestly. This one there was one point when my car did not move for three days, and my neighbors did not know I was home because <laughs> they were like, "What do you do? You never leave your home. Why are you invested in my life like that?" Mm-hmm. Just know the the streets is watching. The streets be watching. Mm-hmm. They old old white folks in my neighborhood be be watching. Mm-hmm. Can I just not be at home enjoying my okay, enjoying my life? Want, as long as you pick and, it's, up, and I think it was cold. As long as you pick up pick up after your dog, I don't care. And get that trash can off the curb after after trash day. Yeah. But no, but it was cold too. During the winter times, so I didn't leave my house for nothing. Okay, um, it has to be a good reason me to leave my house if it's below forty degrees outside. I'm either going to go work out or I'm taking my or I'm just not. <laughs> but no, but. I literally so like because my my car loan still at my credit union. This I guess with them, and it's so funny because like during Christmas, my credit union would do like a thing where like, oh, you can miss you can miss one month of payments for the holidays to help you with. No, that's an extra month added on. I gotta pay. Nope, nope, nope. Cancel. Nope. Keep on paying that. And then my student loans. So I my student loans are private, so I never got the pause. So I've been paying on them every month since COVID. Yeah. God, by the grace of God, I'm still able, you know, to pay regardless. Like I haven't been able to miss payment. When I went to grad school for that one semester last year, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't know this, but my loans went into deferment like automatically. Like I didn't even set that up since I'm back in school. Yeah. They pause your payments. But I was like, I'm paying what? I, was, I didn't ask y'all to do this. So now I got to pay an extra month huh. of my student loans. And I was like, I didn't ask y'all to do this. I didn't ask y'all to do this. That's bullshit. I do not have my shit in deferment. Hmm. Yeah. So when you go back to school, then it automatically will, like your school will automatically send something off to your loan company. Yeah, yeah. And they'll put your loans, they'll close your account and put it into like pause or deferment or whatever. And I was like, I didn't tell y'all to do that shit. <laughs> if I didn't ask y'all to do that shit during COVID, I damn sure didn't say do that right now because baby, we on a roll. We ain't got that much time left. The, uh, now that is something I'm not paying off early. I'm gonna pay it off on time because so that is one of my longest line of credit. Okay, once you, I the things I know once I pay my car off, my car note, my car off, that's boom, my credit's gonna drop. But it come back up, but it's gonna drop. That's wild to me. Yeah, it's gonna drop. No, nah, like it's like you close a a line of debt. Yeah. Your, your shit, your credit score drops. Yes, and if you also if you don't use your rotating your revolving credits like your credit cards and stuff, like on any, like I make sure I, I swipe my cards at least like once or twice a month. Yeah. But if you don't use them, they can those credit card companies will automatically close your account out if they see like no activity. I mean, they, they for because they're not because they're not making money I was off just of about you. To say, you're here, to, you're here to make money for them, and it's yeah. like, oh, you're not making, you're not, you're not profitable, you're not making nothing for us. So that's the thing. So okay. So I'll give y'all a little tidbit. So with Amex, I have two Amex cards. One I use on a regular basis. That's like my daily card. Like that, that sucker gives me points on dining and groceries. And groceries, you go grocery shopping, what? Sometimes two two times a week. Right? And so but my other card I have, I've had that card since 2019. That's like one of my first credit cards I got. It was so I can get into it had a, it had a no annual fee. I'm really not making it doesn't have any good multiplier as far as points. So I don't use it. They have right now, they have a elevated offer on the green card, which to me is a great underrated travel card compared to the big brother, the platinum card. You still get, it is only $150 annual fee versus paying $695 annual fee. With the green card, you know, you get three times the points on travel. So that includes transit, cruises, airplanes, hotels, dining, three times the points on dining. And then you also get a clear credit, which is $189 a year. And you also get a credit for lounges. You sound like an ad. I don't Sorry. know. None of <laughs> Sorry. this means. Sorry, but no, I'm, not, I'm trying to get to y'all where I say you got, you got to use your credit card. So, they, so they're usually that credit card is only worth 40. You only get like the intro points you got to do is 40,000 points. Right, but you you just got to spend two thousand dollars in three months, no six months, two thousand dollars over the course of six months. That is easy to do, very easy. Sorry, I got excited. Shit, but really the just pay your rent twice or your mortgage twice. <laughs> That's it. And you, that, Actually, shit, not your pay mortgage. the mortgage once. <laughs> not your mortgage, your rent. Yeah, you pay your rent twice and you're done. But the elevated offer is sixty five thousand points plus you get twenty percent. Statement credit back on all travel purchases. I was like, "Oh shit! I'm gonna use. I'm gonna apply for this car. Get up. Get it while we're while we're in Canada. I get twenty percent off on the hotels, on the train that I'm gonna use." Sounds like you've done some research. So I was like, "Okay." So I went ahead and applied for the card. Boom! Pop up jail. Amex has a thing where yeah, they will before they run your credit, they'll let you know if you will not qualify for the welcome bonus which is the 65,000 points in the 20% statement credit. 
in order for me to i did not qualify for the welcome bonus so i was like no i don't want you to run my credit because i want the card i mean i want the card but i want the welcome bonus more than anything and because i don't put spend on my card i wasn't seen on my other card on my other amex card i wasn't seen as reputable i wasn't seen as profitable for them to offer me this other this this, this new welcome bonus so when i say you have a lot of credit essentially so i said no cancel application i don't want you to run my credit so I didn't. So I didn't have a hard inquiry on my credit because if you run your credit so many times, they'll, they'll ding your credit score by like maybe like three points at the most. So I was like, Nah, I don't run my credit. My shit, I'm working on it. It's getting there. <laughs> so I was like, Nah, I don't ding my credit unless you unless you have to. So when I say that they are there, when I, when I when I say like you know your credit score revolving credit, I know we got on a whole other topic, but yeah, I was like, I no, just got I excited just, about just, the credit card. I just let it flow. You did. But I, when I say like, you know, like your credit score, I'm getting ready to pay off my debt or whatever. It's weird that when you pay off your debt or you don't use something, it affects your credit score, which is crazy to me. But I really think we're going to wind up that we're going to wind up like that Black Mirror episode where our social status is our credit. That's how the shit is in China. Yes. But which um, is crazy. So, so Ken, you don't have no status because you don't follow nobody on social media. Man, fuck them people. You don't uh, even build social media like that, so I'm sorry, you won't have no status. Like, you finna bring my rating down. I feel like credit rating is just like a, it's like a rating of like producing consumerism. It's like, how well do you like buy shit and then pay that shit off? And then it's like, hey, bro, I don't need none. Oh, you're a terrible. You're not a member of the of the clan here. You're not. You're not mm-hmm. buying and selling. You're shit. not profitable. You're not profitable. You've but got to go. The thing is, though, I feel like 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 we said earlier, it's hard to work, save. It's hard to work for you to live your life at the same time save. So now people are using credit cards a lot more. Which is not and I so understand we're not, why, but it's not the uh, I use credit cards more I don't I really I never use my debit card for anything. No, they say more. You, when you say more, you I mean like they're putting am, more than what they can pay off. Okay, there we go. That is what I yeah. that is what more implied to me. It's like people are, are spending more on their credit versus what they actually have coming in. And then people are also using like pay now, pay later things for like groceries and for um like everyday necessities, which that's not how that should be. Um, yeah, you can now use what's that thing called? Carlina? Klarna. Klarna. Yeah. Klarna and Affirm. Affirm. You can now use those things to pay for your groceries. Which I think is crazy. Like groceries should not cost that much to help feed your family to where you have to use a pay now, pay later. Pay later, put a little put, put put a little down and pay later. Hey man, this shit is system. And I think that's that that is like a flash and a warning signal about a bigger problem. Yes, and I think that's also shielding what's happening right now with our with our with our economy. But no, like I, it's so hard. Like I said, adulting is so fucking hard right now. I hate it. Like our our parents' generation, yes, they had legit racism. Everybody and they had to, some shit. Everybody's but to they could afford a goddamn house. The house back then cost twenty thousand goddamn dollars, and they're like, "I just don't understand why you can't." Man, my mama did my taxes this year. She saw how much I made. She goes, "Oh, that's it." I thought you made more. <laughs> I was like, "I think she just insulted me." I think my mom called me broke. Because <laughs> <laughs> low key, I thought I was making money, right? I think I'm making money. I'm making this. Linda she said, broke. "Linda said this how much you bring home." I said, yeah, mama. No, that's, that's not a, how. She literally said how. <laughs> and I said, mm-hmm. and I said, by hope and a prayer. 
mama called me broke. <laughs> she did. She called me broke. Not just wasn't. And I'd be like trying to pay for dinners and stuff. Mom's like, no, I got it. <laughs> no, I saw for Mother's Day, right? I paid for our breakfast. And my mom was like, she talked, look, look, look at my dad. You gonna let her pay? He said, hell yeah. Shit. <laughs> and, and she was like, thank you. I know that was, that was a lot. Mom, breakfast was 50 damn dollars. I can afford $50. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, I'm not broke. That's funny. I'm not broke. I mean, I'm broke, but I'm not broke. You know, like, that's the difference between being broken than being broke. That's funny. Somebody said, somebody said, if your bills are paid, you're not broke. Mm-mm. You're just making it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what just said, the majority of people live a paycheck to paycheck? Yeah, and I that's forgot, true. I forgot what the statistic is, but it's, it's, it's higher. It's a lot higher than, especially for our generation. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying that people who are getting, who get, getting ready to retire, they don't have enough money to retire. No. Or they don't even have a retirement fund. Mm-mm. Which is crazy to me. So you depend on all these benefits like Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, which, you know, it's the same people that depend on that just keep voting for the people that are not for it. And I don't understand that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I gave up trying to make sense out of nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, like I said, adulting is hard. Um, it's getting harder. <laughs> I feel like this next generation, though, I feel like Gen Z is really <laughs> might save the world. <laughs> Them kids was eating Tide Pods. I have no idea. <laughs> But they also out here protesting, making a difference. They are here running for Congress and being in the Senate and shit like that. You know, they're, they're trying. So I feel like Gen Z might be the one that say, you know, they thought we were going to actually no. Nobody said that our generation was going to save the world. They were disgusted by us millennials. They was upset with us. Because they were we, upset they was upset with us because we cared. They were upset they like, with Y'all us. Y'all care? And, but then Gen, Gen yeah, Z. like Captain Planet no, and all kinds of stuff. No, the thing is though, we care. We didn't do shit about it. Gen Z care and they out here doing shit about no, it. No, we actually did do stuff about it. Like from we did get Obama voted. I feel like from Gen we. I feel like we Gen our generation got Obama voted. I feel like from Gen X all the way to now, it's been like a subsequent generation X, like there's a there's a good generation. break in between the way generations are. There's a yeah. difference between Gen X to us to the and these baby boomers are. Fucking up Next. our lives. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do. I don't understand how two generations ago is fucking with us now. I don't know. Because they, they're still they fucking with us. Go take a nap and sit down somewhere, man. Like retire. It's retire. Like, it's like, you actually got money to retire. Go sit down. Yes. Actually, it might be the silent generation. Yeah, what? The, which one was the one before the boomers? Shit, they did. No, they're still here. I think it was the silent generation. Where's the generation before? I don't know what's before. You had the great. I think it was the. You got the Great Depression. No, I don't know if it was the silent, the greatest, and then the baby boomers, or if it went the greatest, the silent, and then my phone heard me. And then. Mm -hmm. I dropped the hell out Mm -hmm. of my phone. Now you know what what internet search I was using. Here we go. Oh yeah, the silent generation, also known as the traditionalist generation, is the Western demographic cohort following the greatest depression and are preceding are pre- preceding the baby boomers yeah this generation is generally defined as people born from 1928 to 1945 thing is though our fucking president is the silent generation like i said <laughs> the silent generation i didn't know if it went greatest silent the baby or a silent greatest then baby because yeah, my parents are baby boomers mine are te- technically mine are two they should be because Generation X. Is... Yeah, 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 technically mine are too, but they like 
My sister, my sister is barely my sister's my sister's on the cusp. No, nah, she is Gen X. Gen she, Gen is X Gen, she is a Gen Xer. <laughs> she is a Gen Xer. She's a Gen. She ain't no ain't no mixing the line. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. My parents, Here's, my parents, baby boomers. Yeah, certain time frame, you are an Xer. I'm technically I'm a millennial. We're millen- yeah, no, we're millennials. Yeah. You got Gen Z, and then I say a millennial with Gen X tendencies. Hell no! Because I was definitely left at home. I mean, no, but we were left. At, we, but also, I was raised by older parents. So and I was, I, out, got and baby, I was outside. I got baby boomer tendencies. I, I was definitely outside, and I definitely was left to my own devices. I was too. So my, but also, I, I was my parents left me by myself as a child. I realized I was destructive, so they had to give me things to do because I, I was cutting up the 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 um. So you the couch. got left to yourself, and you said, "I'm going to destroy." I'm going to fuck shit right. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You clearly you know what? That is probably why I'm here by myself. I'd be assembling shit. Hmm. Do you realize that? Like when I'm here by when I'm home by myself, I give myself projects. Congratulations. It gives me from, it keeps me from being destructive. Fair enough, bring that themselves. Man, there are some days I just want to like paint the walls in here by myself and I like put wallpaper up by myself and I want to do this and this. I'm like, you know what? I don't think I should do this unsupervised. No. So <laughs> If you won't hang a picture, you won't. No, I did hang pictures. The danger room, aka the office, I hung all them things up, and I did it by myself. And I was like, "Ken, look what I did." And I was like, "One well, of them might be a little crooked, but I did it." What I won't do is put. What I, what I will not do is use a stud finder to put actual holes in the wall. Oh no, that's what I won't do Mm-mm. because I'm not doing that. <laughs> like I know my limits as an adult. You should know what you can and cannot do at this point in your life. No, the thing about life, and somehow I love how we made this round circle back to this ending. Yes, you gotta know when to ask for help. You do, and you do, and don't be stubborn about it. Like, don't be. It is okay sometimes. Sometimes you gotta swallow your pride and ask for help. And ask for help. Do you know how many times I have swallowed my pride and been like, "Ma," I was like, "I don't even call my mom if I want to hear her mouth about this," but I'm like, "Ma, I need help with this," and she'll be like. And she she can tell them. I think parents know when you need it mm-hmm. and when you don't. Like it's like when you need it and when you want it. When I want it, it's like no. Mm-hmm. But when you need it, they're there. Yeah. And so I think my mom can hear the inflictions in my voice. I'm saying even even from childhood to adulthood, I got in more trouble as a kid for not asking for help. And I said asking for help. Like if I knew I had a test coming up, but I didn't understand like mm-hmm. what was going over, but I went into the test anyway. And brought home a bad grade. They was like, "Why didn't you ask for help?" I was like, "Well, I didn't understand it." They was like, "But you knew you needed. You knew you didn't understand yeah. going into it. Yeah, yeah. So what made you think you was going to be okay going through it?" And it was like, "I, I, I don't know shit. It's I weird. My little kid logic. I could ask for help, but I think my parents were so like, since me and my sister such a huge age gap, mm-hmm. they're able to focus on both of us when our needs, like for our certain needs, and so." I wouldn't have to ask for help for certain things. My mom would just like my mom and dad would just like here because yeah, for because sec- because because one. for one, I'm not going to waste my time doing this second time. So mm-hmm. we're going to do this right the first time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I get it from. Even at even at work, I'd be like, well, before I before I ask, let me look for it myself. Da da da. That way I can tell the person who I don't really want to ask, but I know they know how to do this shit. 
that, hey, I went through this, this, and this. I looked at that, tried this. I can't get this. Can you help me? I realized as an adult, as an adult, as a child, people are going to ask you, have you tried this, this, and this, and this? And you're going to say, yes. Okay, well, that way you don't have to waste nobody else's time. You can get straight to the point on where and what you need. Okay. Never, ever, ever, ever fuck. You can't ask for help. Yeah. Hell, I got to tell I got to remind Ken that all the time. Ken trying to move a couch by his damn self. And I said, no. You better ask for help. Shit, nigga, you was almost 40. Your back and knees ain't what they used to be. couch by myself? You trying to. No, I wasn't. You trying what you, to. What are you talking about? This this couch, when you, all, when, when you, when you move. No, I wasn't trying to do that by myself. I tried to move it in that back room by myself. And once I realized how it how it was going to look, I put it back. Shout out to my personal trainer, Tristan. He came through. Me and him got after my daddy almost put holes in my wall trying to move that damn couch. What you mean almost? He did. What you mean almost? He did put a hole in the wall. That's, that's when I was like, yeah, no, nah, I need help. I'm going to put this back. Yeah, and then that's when... <laughs> shout out to Tristan. <laughs> shout out to shout, shout to Fit Performance Personal Training. He's more he's more than just a personal trainer. He is a friend. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible ad. Hey, yo. But no, but he definitely came through, helped me move the couch. Like me and him got together um, and we like took the legs off and stuff and we got the couch there together. Ken was like, how the fuck y'all, you two get this in here? As soon as they took the feet off, it was like, oh, that's because that's what was catching me up. Yes. Had I did that the first time, I'd have got, been it, there. I'd have got it in there. Yeah. Ken doesn't like to ask for help sometimes. Hey man, it's, it's a, that's, that's a man thing. I feel like some stuff it's like you, you know how you want it to go in your head, but it's like, I don't. I'm not really asking for counsel. I'm asking you for to help me make my vision work. Yeah. Damn, that sounds bad. Out loud. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Now you know how it sounds. I just, at one point, I just stopped asking Ken. I just started offering it. I was like, here, we're going to, I'm happy with this. And he just, he'd be like, oh, he turns, he turns into a child. But I was like, I don't care. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't like trying to explain myself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to end this episode on what is, a, what is it okay to do, Ken? When in doubt, ask for help. Thank you. It is okay to ask for help. No matter how old you are, we all need help. At some point in time of our lives. You're going to need some help. You're going to need some help. And you and when it's offered, take it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess have a good rest of your week. Bye. I hope you all enjoy yourselves and uh, hope you all had a pretty good Memorial Day weekend. You know, ours has been nice and relaxing and I hope yours was enjoyable. Bye. And with that being said, we'll holler at y'all later.